What's up, dog? Wow. Look at this guy, Barry. It's a great watchdog. Doesn't say much. Doesn't use the bathroom. How are you guys? I want to introduce you guys to our friend Larson. This is Larson. Not to be confused. Hey, Randy. We're just talking about you. Randy's the first one up today. How about that? His writing name is Walt. 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 Big Walt. Big Walt. Uh, this is our buddy, Larson. He's not to be confused with another dog that looks similar to him called Carson. Completely different guy. Hi, Debbie. Lynn. There's, yes, there's Lynn and Connie. Yes, this. What's up, Sean? This is Larson. Christina, have you met Larson? His cousin is named Carson. Sully, what's up? What's up, what's up, what's up? I'm going to flip it, Barry. I think they're tired of staring at old Larson. Hey, Larson first and foremost, uh, I want to say uh, a shout out to Margaret Sullivan and Dennis Sullivan, a.k.a. Sully. A lot of you guys have seen him on Brown Bag, and you've seen him, uh, uh, you've heard testimonies, things like that. Um, but I want to I want to uh, brag on the Lord a little bit because uh, we've seen so many healings at church. You know, uh, Cecil, Debbie, John, Gail, Jack Lamont, uh, um, and now we're hearing Margaret Sullivan is doing quite well, yeah. quite well. So that's the prayers of the faithful saints. We believe up, upholding those people, and really, uh, man, we're we're blown on its way by the Holy Spirit. And the prayers of the people, they're precious. And you know what? The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. So what's a righteous man? We're righteous when we're found in Christ. Uh, we've been declared righteous. We have a right standing before God. Not by anything that we've done, but simply by placing our faith in Jesus and being covered uh, by his righteousness, we've been declared righteous. And it costs Jesus his blood. One speck of blood. I suspect, Barry, would be enough to cleanse the whole world if we would all call on the name of Jesus. There's plenty of power in the blood of Jesus. Hi, Joshua. Good to see you, too. But I'm going to talk a little bit about that. And this is inspired partially uh, by my buddy Pete, who's been talking with me a little bit about the King James Version of the Bible, which I don't normally ascribe to. I don't normally read it. So I like to read all the versions. But I've been kind of drawn to the King James. I think we've talked about it before. Not at length. And if you're reading the NLT, praise God. If you're reading the NIV, praise God. Get God's Word into you. Yeah. Right? And we go through different seasons where this... Uh, so that that's my thing. I'm not beating on any other thing. But I'd like to talk about something. Um, the law or principle of first mention. And that's what led me to what we're going to talk about today. The law of first mention really only works with the King James. And when you see uh, a subject matter, uh, you can, you can uh, clay, blood, door, whatever. The principle is you go back to the first time it's mentioned in the Bible and then the backdrop. You think about that definition of what it means at that time contextually, and you bring that along with you. So I said, okay, that's an interesting thing to do. Let me go back, and, and, I, and just for grins, for instance... By his stripes, Jim was healed. Yes. Uh, so I want to say this. So one of my favorite scriptures is found in Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 3.17, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Hey, Danny, 
Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty and there's freedom. And thank you for the blood of Christ. It's only by the blood of Christ and the power of the blood uh, that we are able to walk in this freedom that Christ has afforded us by his blood sacrifice on that cross. Only by that, right? So I think about the good shepherd. He's such a good shepherd. And I'm going to read a little bit about that found in John chapter 10. You got your Bibles? I can almost hear them, Barry. I can hear the Bibles out there in Facebook Nation. Hey, Danny. Good conversation this morning, Danny. I'm going to follow up with you about your homework a little later on. But I'm going to, I'm going to say this about the Good Shepherd. Found in John chapter 10 and verse 9 and 10. Um, I'm not going to drill down too deep. I'm just going to use this. Uh, and Remember, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Jesus said, yes, I am the gate. Those who come in through me will be saved. They will come and go freely and will find good pastures. The thief's purpose is to steal and to kill and destroy. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. Another version which I prefer, my, I've come to give them life and give it abundantly. So I think it's interesting when he says, I'm the gate, those who come in through me, those who place their faith in me and... Uh, place their faith in, in, in the blood and my, my body sacrifice, those who eat my flesh and drink my blood and, and commune with me and understand the sacrifice, they will, they will be saved. Now watch this. They will come in and out. What does that mean? I, here's the thing. At church, sometimes we see people come in the door, they get saved, and they leave. And they never come in. They never come back. That's not what he's referring to. You know, in this world, uh, when, we, when we commune with Christ, we're, we're, we're understanding that Christ blood, precious blood was shed for us. We're, we're understanding that. We're abiding in him as we talked about. Uh, we're doing all these things. We're eating his flesh and drinking his blood found in John chapter 6. And the disciples were like, what are you talking about? I don't even know what you're talking about. These mean communing with him. Uh, understanding what the blood meant. Understanding what the broken body meant. We're, we get it. We're in you and you in us, right? For those people, you'll come in and out in and out, in free pastures. You're not bound up by the law anymore. Jesus has come to set us free, and who is free is free indeed. Sometimes we get so bound up with rules and do's and don't do and do, we reduce the we reduce Christianity or following Jesus down to a whole bunch of check marks. We can't do that. We can't do that. We should do this. We can't do that. And it's not what Jesus came to do. He came to set us free, not only from our sins, praise God, amen, our addictions and all that stuff, but where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Liberty for what? You can commune with Jesus. And then when we go off to work or your home or your recreation, you're free to move about. You don't have to worry so much about, I can't do that. I shouldn't do that. When you're actually communing with Jesus, there's a tremendous freedom in it. You're not bound up by a bunch of religion. You're not bound up by a bunch of rules. Now, we do want to keep the commandments because we understand what that blood meant and what that blood sacrifice really comprised. It was it was that he would we would have true life and find true freedom. That makes sense? Okay, so that would be grace. So turn to your Bibles real quick to Joshua chapter 2. Let me know when you get there. Actually, you can. Joshua chapter 2 and verse. Now, let me set the backdrop. What's going on here? The spies had gone into Jericho. 
and they're looking around, they're seeing what's going to happen and all this stuff, and they come across Rahab, the prostitute, who ended up being a Christ lineage. How about that for a game changer, yeah. right? The prostitute, ultimately, because of her faith, is in the lineage of Jesus. Praise God, right? So she go, they go into the thing, and they find Rahab, and um, later the, the the, the big the big shot the king comes to comes to uh, Rahab and said where are they where are these men we want to, and she leads them on she leads them astray right the uh, so the, the spies escape with their lives but watch this part in two nineteen I thought this was really really cool before they left the men told her we will be bound by the oath we have taken only if you follow these instructions. When we come into the land, you must leave the scarlet rope hanging from the window through which you let us down. Now, the scarlet rope, what color is that? Red. There's some a blood reference of sorts. Only by this scarlet letter, you're covered by that. We see it hanging down, and you'll be saved. And all of your family members, your father, mother, brothers, and all of your relatives must be here inside the house. You can't move. Now, in the Old Covenant, uh, you followed the law really strict. And it was really, uh, yes, you must do this. This is the law. I'm sorry. It's in Joshua 2.19. Again, Gail. I'm Gwen. Is that Gail or Gwen? Okay, Gwen. Um. So to me, it represents, you know, the, the shepherd, the blood of Christ has set us free from religion, set us free from all that. So that same blood that brings you in and out and you're free to find pasture in the Old Testament by the blood locked them in. That religious religion locked them in. They said, Joshua said, you can, if you stay in this house, nothing will happen to you. Nothing will happen to your family. But if anyone lays a hand on the people inside this house, we will accept the responsibility for their death. If you betray us, we are not bound by this oath in any way. Rahab said, I accept your terms. And she sent them on their way, leaving the scarlet rope hanging from the windows. The spies went up to the hillside and stayed there three days. The men who were chasing them searched everywhere along the road, but they finally returned without success. They couldn't find. Rahab sent them false information, and they went away by faith. She was saved. Ironic if she said stay three days, wouldn't it? Yeah, ironic. Yeah, <laughs> stay three days. Exactly right. But my point would be, and this is funny because I was discussing with this with the Lennon. Oftentimes this will happen in your quiet time with the Lord when the Lord is revealing things to you and you try to convey them to other people. It's very difficult because it's a spiritual thing. But know this of the truth. Christ came to set you free. He didn't come to bind you up with a bunch of religion. The right. blood of Christ set you free. Now, there's a responsibility, yes, uh, with being a, a Christian. We, we, we want to keep the commandments, not because not to be saved. We want to keep the commandments because we are saved. And the Holy Spirit, which dwells in us now. In the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit hadn't come yet. It was given to men, prophets, and people like Joshua, Moses, and you know people like this. It was given then to them, and you had to have faith in the Moses, or whoever you were following. It hadn't come to men yet. So you had to go, okay, Moses said this. 
good enough for me. It's my duty. Joshua said this, don't leave this house. Do not leave this house or you will die. If you see the red uh, scarlet letter, which is a representation of Jesus that was to come, if you see that red letter or that red ribbon hanging down, don't leave the house. Don't do this. Don't do this. Don't do that. Don't do that, right? You're saved because you followed rules of sorts. We're not saved by following rules in the New Testament. So you're saved, but we, do we go on practicing sin? So grace would abound by no means. Because of this freedom that Christ purchased for us with the blood, we accept that by faith, and then the Holy Spirit comes inside of us. And because of that, we're free to come in and out. There's tremendous freedom in following Jesus. And people would say, man, following Jesus, you uh, you got to do all this stuff, and you're missing all the parties. You're not having any fun. Man, nothing could be more false. It's only in following Jesus and accepting the blood sacrifice that you true really find out what freedom really is. Uh, it'll never happen. Understanding the blood, understanding the importance of the blood of Christ without the remission of blood, without the shedding of blood, there is no remission or forgiveness of sin. It's just not possible. So I don't know if that makes sense today. It was on my spirit, but I wanted to kind of uh, run that by you guys. Barry, wrap this up. That might be the most confusing thing ever. A it's a spiritual. That's a big one. <laughs> it's a spiritual thing, real. Right. No, we are set free. Um, those who are set free are free indeed, right? Mm -hmm. But the thing we struggle with is getting shackled back up to our old life. But, like you talked about Saturday, if you abide, you won't pick those shackles back up, which we have a tendency to do. We all do it. So we're in a constant battle between good and evil. We know that. We're in a spiritual war every single day. But if you're not getting God's word in you, you won't, you're not, you're not going to fare very well against this world that we have to live in. It's a fallen world. We know that. So, like you said, being free. And I remember talking about this with early Christians. It, it didn't seem like much fun because we didn't know the freedom that we truly had. We hadn't learned that yet. And there may be people who don't know that right now. But just hang on because it does get better. It's not uh, being a Christian is not a buzzkill by any means. Because you will learn what Jesus when you figure it, when you finally figure it out. The light comes on then you're going to get Amen. real joy. You're going to get real peace. You're going to have all the stuff that the Bible tells us that was been given to us, that Christ sacrificed for us. You're finally going to get it. But just hang on. You know, hang on during this, this time. We say that a lot, but abide in God's word and be with God's people. You know, it, um, they're asking people to maybe call a friend or something. Maybe you haven't touched base with anybody because I know a lot of people are at home and can't go somewhere. Or you're working at home all the time and you haven't seen them. We're made for community, so somehow stay in that. You, use social media or whatever you got to do. Maybe just the old-fashioned way you pick up the phone and you call somebody. So that's about all I got. Just it, stay in touch. Stay in God's Word, guys. And remember, he's the good shepherd. He's yeah. not going to bind you up and put you in a box like it looked like was happening in the Old Testament with Joshua's people or Rahab's people, I'm sorry. Um, Christ came to set you free, and in that freedom you can come and you can go. You can come, you can come in and out, in and out. When you find that pasture the bear is referring to, that that sweet spot, that freedom, it's an amazing thing. Nothing it takes like a minute it. to figure it out. There's really nothing like it. And then you, you kind of flow in the spirit, if you will. You know, and you, I don't know. That's all we got today. So love you guys. Uh, invite somebody to come to Misfits on a Saturday night there. Yeah. How about that? How about that? Six o'clock on Saturday nights. It'd be great to see you guys. And remember, Jesus loves you. He cares about you. He came for you. If you were the last person on earth, he would have come anyway. Amen. Praise God for that. Love you guys.